This message is brought to you by Croydon Tabernacle, a part of the Redeemed Christian Church of God. Our mission is reconciling the individual, community and the nation to God. Be blessed as you listen. I want to thank God for what God is doing in this church. I know we don't have um, too much time to say this and I know that Holy Spirit himself will speak to each and every one of us in the mighty name of Jesus. You know, today, uh, it's a very, very critical question that um, I believe that the Holy Spirit is asking every one of us, not only the people that are, um, that are already, um, that are yet to be born again, not only the people that are yet to be born again, um, but it's talking to each and every one of us this morning. Please, I know uh, we have very few minutes, but let's just pay attention. The question is, are you born again? Are you really born again? You know, if the trumpet should sound now, will you reign with Christ in heaven? You know, it is crucial, even as pastors, as ministers, as workers, as leaders, as every member that will begin to think about this. Because our Christian life or Christian work will be baseless if this does not, is not satisfied. Can you answer that question yourself? Are you born again or are you really born again? You know, in, um, just, just hold on a second, let me, yeah. I want us to pray this prayer before we move on. In, in Acts chapter 16, verse 14. Acts 16, 14 says, Now, a certain woman named Lydia heard us. She was a seller of purple from the city of Tiatira. Who worshipped God? The Lord opened her heart to hear the things spoken by Paul. I want you to say, Heavenly Father, please open my heart to heed your word from now on in Jesus. Please pray that prayer. It is very, very crucial. Please pray that prayer for yourself. Whatever you are doing now, maybe for this next 15 minutes, just pause for a moment and let's share this together. Ask the Lord to open your heart, to heed your word, to heed his word at all times in the mighty name of Jesus. Please, Lord, please open our heart, open my heart, open the heart of your brethren to heed your word at all times in the mighty name of Jesus. The same way you did for that Lydia, that she heed the word spoken by Paul that you will open our heart this morning and, and going forward in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, we pray. We all know this story very well of Nicodemus. I'm going to read it. I know I have it in two uh, canons, but I'm going to read it in, uh, in message version so that um, uh, for proper understanding, um, yeah, King James to near King James version is, is fine, but I just want us to read it in here. It's a story that all of us are very, very familiar with. He says, there was a certain man, John 3, 1 to 8. There was a certain man of the Pharisee. There's a certain man of the Pharisee. Hold on. Pharisee said, Nicodemus, a prominent leader among the Jews. Late one night, he visited Jesus and said, Rabbi, we all know you are a teacher straight from God. No one could do all the God-pointing, God-revealing act you do if God weren't in on it. 
Jesus said, you are absolutely right. Take it from me, unless a person is born from above, it is not possible to see what I'm pointing to, to God's kingdom. How can anyone, said Nicodemus, be born, who has already been born and grown up? You can't re-enter your mother's womb and be born again. What are you saying with this born from above talk? Jesus said, you are not listening. Let me say it again. Unless a person submits to this original creation, the wind hovering over the water creation, the invisible moving, the visible, a baptism into a new life, it is not possible to enter God's kingdom. When you look at a baby, it's just that. A body you can look at and touch. But the person who takes shape within is formed by something you can't see and touch, the spirit, and becomes a living spirit. So don't be surprised when I tell you that you have to be born from above, out of this world, so to speak. You know well enough how the wind blows this way and that. You hear it rustling through the trees, but you have no idea where it comes from or where it's headed next. That's the way it is with everyone born from above by the wind of God, the spirit of God. So we know this story very well. Nicodemus, he went to Jesus and how oh, in doing this great thing, how are you able to do this? Jesus said, unless you are born again. You know, in this fashion, he says, unless you are born from above. That is, unless you allow the Spirit of God to 100% dwell in you. You know, there is no way you will see the kingdom of God. So being born again is very, very crucial in the life of a child of God, of a Christian. Remember this man? He, this Nicodemus, he was, you know, he, he, there was something in his heart. He was troubled in his heart. That there is more to this life than what, what he was saying. And he, he went to Jesus. And Jesus pointed him in the right direction. Yes, you will be born, all of us has been born through our mother. But there is something much more important than that. That is to be born of spirit and of water. To be born by God. To be born again. To allow the spirit of God to dwell with you. To take a time in your life where you will say, God, I'm no longer in charge of my life any longer, that Lord Jesus has surrendered my life to you. From now henceforth, you are the one in charge. Please take over my life. You know, that was a very, very remarkable day in the life of that man. And God is saying the same thing to us today. Paradventure you are here, you've never given your life to Christ at any time. All you thought you have given your life to Christ, you cannot remember the time when the tides changed. You cannot remember that particular day when Jesus began to do that awesome, magnificent work in your life. You, you that used to be this way before, now you find yourself thinking the way of God, walking in the way of God. You know, that's, it's a, that, that is what is expected of us as children of God. So God wants there to be a turnaround, even again, right from today. If there hasn't been any other any time that you give your life to Christ, believe me, brethren, good work alone, is good, but it is not enough. 
to say yes i do good works i give to the poor i i have orphans in my homes i i go to the motherless baby home to bless them at all times these are good works even unbelievers they do that but the difference between you and unbeliever is that you at a point in your life you realize that this life this your whole life does you know you are no longer in charge of your life that the, the life does not belong to you anymore that it belongs to the spirit of god it belongs to the higher authority that was what jesus was telling nicodemus here unless he submitted himself completely to the spirit of god to rule it and that's the same thing god is saying if there is no time that you've never been that way before that the only thing you think about is your good works what you do what you do in the house of god alone you think is enough no it is not enough you have to completely surrender your life to Jesus. You know, he is the author and the finisher of our faith. He is the one who can, who can make every impossibility to be possible. You, you, may, you may be thinking, yes, I've been doing good works. I'm okay. I have money. I have, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm, yeah. Yes, but there is something greater that God wants to do in your life. This Nicodemus was, he said he was from a Pharisee sect. People who are very, who are very learned. He knew what needed to be known about the history of the Israelites. He knew everything, but he still knew, he knew that something was missing. So good work alone is not enough. You've got to get to a point in your life where you surrender completely to God, that God, please rule over my life. I want us to look at the story of, of a certain man in, in the scripture. Um, a, is a, 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 a prison officer. In Acts chapter 16, 25 to 31. And I want us to learn a few things from him. You know, changes that is noticed after being born again. What are the changes that people will see in you? You know, in Acts 16, 25 to 31, it says, But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loosed. And the keeper of the prison awakened from sleep and seeing the prison doors open, supposing the prisoners had fled, drew his sword. He was a, he was, and was about to kill himself, was about to commit suicide. But Paul called in with a loud voice saying, do yourself no harm. For we are all here. Then he called for a light, running, and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. And he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Immediately. So they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved. You and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him, to all who were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes. And immediately he and all his family were baptized. Now, when he had brought them into his house, he set food before them and he rejoiced, having believed in God with all his household. I want you to picture that transformation between the person who was the prison officer, the keeper of the prison, the way he was, the way he treated the Paul and Silas, prior to the time that he gave his life to Christ. Immediately, 
the Spirit of God entered. It is the Spirit of God, not your own spirit, not your own mind, not your own power. It is the Spirit of God that will enter into you, that will make you, who was a drunkard before, who used to drink beeries before, to say, me, because I used to drink a lot before. But when the Spirit of God came into my life, I can see 1,000 drinks on the table. It does not even move me from here to there. You know, Spirit of God entered into this man. His life changed instantly. You know, I want us to look at some of these points I wrote down. He says, show love and care for others. Immediately, this man, he began to show love to Paul and Silas. He took them in. He washes their strands, their wounds. Oh, their wounds, they've beaten them so much. He washes their wounds. He fed them. Remember, this was a prison officer who was supposed to be in charge of their discipline, of dealing with them. So the countenance changed immediately. What about you? You gave your life to Christ. Can we see the evidence of God's love in your life? Can we see you loving others? You know, do you only love the people that you get on with? Have you ever talked about this person that I cannot even see eye to eye with? How, God, how will you help me to continue to love this one? Because our love should be for all. It should not be just for only one person or people that we get, on, get along with. See this man. He began to show love and care for others. Immediately, he took them in. He washes their wounds and he fed them. Secondly, he ensured that his entire household were saved. You know, it was not selfish. Not, not only me. Not, he, he, he called in all, all his household. He made sure that all of them received Jesus. How many members of our household, of our family, here, even in Nigeria, that we ourselves know that this person, they've not given their life to Christ. And you giving your life to Christ, you, you know the benefit you are enjoying. And still yet, you let them. Some of us, we did not even have time to even witness or minister to them. Or people in our area of influence. You know, what this man did was to call the entire, his entire household, the Bible recorded. They too, they were saved. He was not selfish. So he was baptized with his family. Immediately, they gave their life to Christ. They gave themselves hope to be baptized to receive this new nature, new life in them. He didn't do it only. He did it with his entire family. You see, and another thing is that they were filled with absolute joy. They were filled with the joy of salvation. The man was no longer willing to commit suicide. Instead of suicide, instead of the fact that he could have thrown his family into serious chaos, God filled his heart with joy, the entire family with joy. The joy they could not explain that can only come only by giving your life to Christ and let the Spirit of God start ruling inside you. So I don't know what you are going through. I don't know what is making, taking your joy away from you. Please re-examine yourself. Are you really born again? It doesn't mean that when you are born again, there will not be any time that sadness will come. There will not be any time that um, trial, tr- trouble, troubles or tribulations will come. There will be a lot of them. But inside those troubles, 
trials and tribulations. That will, that will be a joy that will be in your spirit. That even you yourself, you will not be able to explain it. That is the joy that the Holy Spirit that you've given your life to can give. Not our good works can give. But the Spirit of God can give. You know, he was not ashamed to be known as a Christian. This man, he was no longer ashamed. He took the apostle to his house. Sudden, sad as intermediary between the magistrate and Paul. If you read that particular chapter 16 further, you will see that uh, it got to a point where they realized that these people should not, have been, should, have been, should not have been put in prison. He served as intermediary. He did not because of that. Thought in his head that I'm now Christ, I will support Apostle Paul and Peter, Apostle Paul and Silas. I will, I, I will condemn my, um, the, the magistrate or the people who employed him. He was still faithful to them. He was still loyal to them. He didn't say, no, yeah, because I've known the truth. Now I'm going to deal with this magistrate. No. The Spirit of God in him knew that, yes, he had to do something. He was he sat as intermediary between both of them. And I'm, in my head, I was just thinking, probably he, him and his family will have probably joined the house fellowship in Lydia's house. Because at the end of that chapter, you know, Apostle Paul went there to admonish the house fellowship, the church. And he must have been one of the people that built that church in Philippi. So God needs you. God needs you 100% to be on his side, to be his own. So it is up to us. You know, that is something that will happen to you when you genuinely surrender your life to Christ that you will not be able to explain because it, it, it is being done by the Spirit of God, not by our own power, not by our own might, not by our own strength, not because we are doing good works only, but because the Spirit has taken over. So it will be, it will be wrong for us to be, to be disobedient to authority. See, this man, he didn't disobey the magistrate. The Spirit of God will teach you the way to go. He will teach you the way to live like Jesus lived. And my prayer is that God himself will interpret these words in our heart, in the mighty name of Jesus. Because of our time, remember 2 Corinthians 5.17. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. He says, behold, all things have become new. All things, the time that you fornicate has passed away. The time that you commit adultery has passed away. The time that you um, commit fraud has passed away. The time that you backbite has passed away. The time that you disobey authority blatantly has passed away. The, the time that you do whatever you like has passed away. He says all things has become new when you give your life to Christ. When you allow Jesus only to rule your life. Even in the midst of trials, in the midst of difficulties, in the midst of uncertainty, the, the joy that can only come from God will be in your heart. That hope will be in you that I serve a living God. So, brethren, before we pray, if you are here this morning, you have never given your life to Christ. Please, my brethren, this is another opportunity. This is another opportunity to go on your knees, even where you are right now. Or just pray in your heart right now and ask Jesus to come into your life again. And so you can be sure of your salvation. You will know that today, the 6th of September 2020, I gave my life to Christ. Or today, 6th of September 2020, I rededicate my life to Christ. 
again. And I promise God that from now henceforth, he will be the ruler in my life. Please bow down your heads and pray. That if you have never given your life to Christ, ask God to come into your life today again. Ask him to take over your entire life. Ask him to teach you the way to go. Ask him to lead you in everything that you do. From now henceforth, tell him that you belong to him. That you are his only like the prayer we prayed earlier. We belong to him only. And he will continue to lead us by his spirit. In the mighty name of Jesus. And all of us together, let's pray this prayer. Let's ask, let's say, Heavenly Father, thank you for the salvation of my soul. If there's anyone in my family or in my area of influence that are yet to know you, please touch their heart and draw them to you in the mighty name of Jesus. Please, Lord Jesus, if there's anyone to be in my area of influence that are yet to know you, please touch their, their heart. Bring them to you yourself, O oh Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Please, your church, continue to reign supreme in your church. Touch every family, O oh Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. When the trumpet sounds, O oh Lord, let all of us be rapturable in the mighty name of Jesus. Let Help us to take as many people as possible with us. Help us to take our evangelism seriously in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. We hope that you were ministered to through this message. If you have any comment on this presentation or would like to contact us, our address is 38 to 40 Parsons Meet, West Croydon, CR03SL. To speak to a member of our team, you can call us on 0208-688-466. Our website address is www.croydontabernacle.org.uk. Thank you and God bless.